You are listening to Concert Blast. Here are some clips from this show of Concert Blast. It's after 10 o'clock now. There's no sign of Billy Joe Shaver. The club, the exit in, is jam-packed of people. All the help at the exit in kept coming out backstage in the back behind the building and kept saying, the people in there are getting irate. They're not happy at all. As you hear the crowd maybe in the background, the bands seem like it just took their stage. So here we go. We're going to go down the steps to the uh, Billy Joe Shaver show. from Philadelphia, PA, and you're listening to Concert Blast. Blast. This is Mike Arnold. Tonight I'm going to be reviewing the Billy Joe Shaver concert from the Exit Inn. Thanks for listening to Concert Blast, and we uh, encourage you to send us an email at concertblast at gmail.com. Always log on to concertblast.com because there's no telling where you'll hear this podcast from. We're on many podcast directories. I just thank you and appreciate all the listeners who are out there, no matter which avenue you listen to Concert Blast from. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash concertblast page. And we all have our individuals. Get on concertblast.com and you'll see the links to all of our individual Facebook links. To start off with this show tonight, what I want to do is first talk a little bit about Billy Joe Shaver. Put in request to his publicist that we found. He said he was actually in between albums. I guess the publicist that he has promotes his albums and uh, really not his tour but uh, he was gracious enough to set us up on the guest list which was brian hasbrook james downing and myself tom was out of town we went down to the exit in got down to the exit in and as usual sorry sir we don't have your name on the list 
So I'm going, okay, maybe it'll come in later. We went over to uh, across the street to uh, Obie's Pizza, and we sat around and reminisced and talked, James, Brian, and I. It's getting close to showtime. We noticed that the exit in had a line of people going down the sidewalk, and that was a really good sign there's going to be a good crowd and a packed house. A huge guy at the front door and said, no, your name's not on the list. No, your name's not on the list. So we still can't get in. I said, okay, what are we going to do? Well, Brian and James, they were they were tired. They were over sitting at Obie's, sitting down, just talking, having a good time. I said, I'm going to go around back and see if I could find somebody. And this is around 9 o'clock now, 9 to 9.30. Still no one around. And I uh, saw the opening act loading their equipment into the car. I talked to a couple of the guys who worked there at the exit inn. And I asked them, where's Billy Joe? And they said, uh, no, he's he's not around. I said, he's not here yet? And they said, no. And I was supposed to have had an interview with Billy Joe Shaver before his show. But I said, okay, tell me about his tour manager. Is his tour manager around? And, oh, he doesn't have a tour manager. It's just him and the guys in the band. And I'm thinking, okay, well, this is going to be a disaster. Here it is. Now it's it's after 10 o'clock now. There's no sign of Billy Joe Shaver. The club, the exit in is jam-packed of people. And now, remember, Billy Joe's on up in his age, and he's been around a long time. So he's got a long time following, which means the audience is full of probably a lot of 40 and 50-year-olds who are not used to going out to clubs. So all the help at the exit in kept coming out backstage in the back behind the building and kept saying, the people in there are getting irate. They're not happy at all. I actually text this number that the publicist of Billy Joe Shaver gave me. Should we just go home? And I finally got a reply that said, no, don't go home. We'll take care of you. I'll take care of you. And then I realized, I'll take care of you? This is Billy Joe Shaver's phone number that he gave me to text with. So I said, well, where are you? And he says, we're on our way, the traffic's bad, and we're really not supposed to go on stage until 10.30. Well, here it is at 10.15. The guys at the exit end was telling me, hey, he's supposed to be here at 10 o'clock. Showtime is 10 o'clock. They said at first they told him 10.30, and then they changed their mind and said, no, let's make it 10 o'clock. Well, Billy Joe Shaver never changed his mind on that. He just said 10.30, we're coming in to play. At 10.32, He pulls into the drive, he and the band, they park the van, they get out of the van, they come walking up, and he sees me, he goes there, he's talking to me, and I told him I was supposed to be talking to him before the show, but I know you got a tight schedule, don't worry about that, we're here to review your concert, and he goes, now, are you writing a book? I said, no, he goes... Now, what are you doing? I said, it's a podcast. We're going to review your concert, and we wanted to interview you, but I know you don't have the time. And he goes, well, I heard that you were going to be writing a book. (laughs) Well, I'm writing a book, too. That's what he said. Afterwards, I realized that the publishers probably told him that I write a blog, and he probably took it as a book and misunderstood him, which is okay. So here's what we're going to do. We just entered the backstage area. Billy Joe said, come on, y'all come on with me. We enter the backstage area. He puts his bags and stuff and drinks, which is only water and Red Bull, by the way, for those who are wondering what kind of drinks he had. That's all it was. He puts his bag down. He and the band members go right down the steps, the backstage steps, to the stage. This is where we're going to pick it up. This is how we're going to start off 
the concert review with James Downing and I and Brian. Brian doesn't have his camera equipment ready yet. He's trying to get it together. When he leaves the backstage area, they go straight down and hit the stage and starts talking to the crowd. Here it goes. Here's a lot of live footage for Billy Joe Shaver. We're going to go through his set list. Hope you enjoy it. So we're backstage here at the Exit Inn, and Billy Joe Shaver's about to take the stage here. We're backstage here with them. Yes, we are. Yeah, so we're having a good time. They just pulled in. They're putting their stuff down, and they're heading straight to the stage. It's, it's showtime here at the Exit Inn, and we're looking forward to seeing uh, Billy Joe Shaver. As you hear the crowd, maybe in the background, the band seemed like it just took their stage. So here we go. We're going to go down the steps to the uh, Billy Joe Shaver show. here in Nashville, Tennessee. To go through the Billy Joe Shaver set list and a concert review, I have to say that the night was fun, the night was funny, the night was discouraging, and the night was confusing. Now, I have to explain what I mean by all that. Remember, Billy Joe Shaver's been around a long time. He's a honky-tonk type of performer who is kind of a rowdy kind of guy, has a crowd that's kind of a rowdy. But what's really impressive, though, is he still draws in the young people. Billy Joe Shaver announced later in the show that he's 72 years old a few days before the concert. He turned 72. That's very impressive because the guy put on a two and a half hour show. I mean, it's after one o'clock in the morning when we leave the club. We're going, man, we're tired. We're going to do the review later. James had to leave early. And the reason he had to leave early because he had an upset stomach and he was wiped out from the night before from doing something. Brian was wiped out from traveling, jet lag, all that stuff. He was sitting down, so at least he had a seat. He rode with me so he couldn't leave early. And he took a lot of pictures at the beginning. But as he said, in a small club atmosphere, you could only take so many pictures. In two and a half hours? No, he was done in about 30 minutes actually. So I am the one working now for two and a half hours trying to capture the stories of Billy Joe Shaver. I loved how he hit the stage and he just started announcing, Hey, I hope all my buddies came in. I know I got a lot of friends I invited down. There's a guy that's coming in, so-and-so plus eight, let him in. It's hilarious how he's telling the doorman from the stage that I've got friends coming in on the guest list and I hope they made it. He started off first thing by telling the story of his uh, incident or his, I don't know where the incident was, where he shot a man in the face. And he had to go to court for And he just started telling the story from the very beginning. I'm going to have to bleep some of his stuff out because I was really shocked by the profanity that he used. What really shocked me was the number of times he used the profanity. So here's the story of Wacko from Waco is the name of the song. He's going to tell you the story about him shooting a guy in the face. Here's Wacko from Waco. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't all that stuff. <laughs> 
parents, you'll see that they heard firecrackers popping out there. Well, he shot at me twice, and I had to pull my little pea shooter out, and I got lucky. I guess I never had a shot one of things, but I'm there. I just pulled it out and shot him right, right between the and the you. Second song of the night was a, a very big crowd favorite and probably one of his most popular songs, Georgia on a Fast Train. Just a, an actually an autobiography of his life. He's been on a fast train all his life, and he's been through so much. On his website, he says he had to bury his son, his wife, and his mother within a few months apart. But he, then he continued to tell a story about how he uh, used to go to work with his mom. His mom worked in a honky tonk, and this song is called Honky Tonk Heroes. Shaver then said, this is the worst song I've ever written, and we somehow still seem to play it. A song called, That's What She Said Last Night. J. 
Joe didn't spend much time to bring out the next song. He just said one line and the place went crazy. He said, the devil made me do it the first time, which led into the song Black Rose. of the show was made up with a lot of songs that people like to listen to and, and sing along and they continued a song that country music singer John Anderson made famous I'm just an old chunk of coal I'm just an old chunk of coal But I'm gonna be a diamond someday I'm gonna go and glow till I'm so blue pure perfect gonna put a smile on everybody's face Billy Joe Shaver now took the time to introduce his band. And here's the song that followed, When Fallen Angels Fly. When he draws their hearts together And they learn to love again All their sins will be forgiven In the twinkle of an eye All the saints rejoice in heaven Now Billy Joe Shaver is in storytelling mode. He starts to tell this story about his ragged old truck, which is the name of the song. So here's the story, and we'll lead right into the song. Me, I woke married my first wife three times, and she passed away, and then I married the next wife three times, and divorced her three times. So uh, I don't pick on the one at a time. I'm down here at this store, and we're living way out there on about Keys of Springs somewhere, because back in the, the 60s, way back in the 60s before y'all was born. I'm out there, I'm a pretty good mechanic, and there's this guy standing by me at this little old store that had great pets and all that stuff, you know, that you have at the little store. And I'm going to get around to it, but i got to tell you the story first. Well, whatever we had left, 
just about broke us everything. I just couldn't get the thing to run. The wife comes out and she says, uh, Billy, what you doing? I said, well, I'm a, I'm a fishing to sell this here truck to a man down, down the road here. She said, well, does that mean you bought it? <laughs> I said, yeah, it does. <laughs> and she got mad as no way then. She had some mad money. She went home, got in the only car and run, left, went back home, went back to Waco, Texas. And I'm up here in Nashville, on the way out there in the country. And I decided then, right then, I said, you know, I've had enough of this. I, I don't ever did like getting married. <laughs> And I put on my favorite clothes, which would be uh, well, exactly like these. And I, and I lay down on the bed there, and I got my hat scrunched on my head, and my boots on, and everybody got the car gun right up to my head. I almost done it, man. I went right over the top and just put a bunch of holes in the wall, which I had to do some explaining about it later. But anyhow, I'm getting down to it. Such an awful song. What happened was, I went down there one more time and I squared off with that truck and I got the darn thing to run. And I'm going to tell you what, I, I, uh, I limped into Nashville. And I got in here to Nashville and I started doing this here panhandling thing like the hippies do. And I figured, well, the cowboy can do it too. And I had my hat. I figured, I mean, I had to empty it a lot. It, it's amazing how much money them people make. I'm getting those squatty body girls and a long tall girl. I had a good time. <laughs> then, I, then I finally got tired of myself. I was, I was getting a little rank, really, and uh, running out of money. And I, I got back in my truck and I limped on back to the house. And I got to the house and I was taking the shower and I put my boots on and I'm walking around the house with just a guitar and my boots and my hat. And I'm writing this song about what happened. And man, it was so good. It was such a good song. I'm telling you, it just wore me out. I couldn't, I couldn't understand it. And about that time, though, the door opened <laughs> and the wife comes in. And uh, I had no idea how long she'd been gone. Didn't know how long I'd been gone. And, uh, and I went ahead and, 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 and I'm there with the guitar. She said, what are you doing now, son? I said, Mama. I wrote the best song that ever was in the whole wide world. And, and we're going to buy Nashville. We're going to buy it. And she said, I got to hear it. I got about a third of the way through and she slapped me with her dang purse. Big old purse had all kind of crap in it. And I mean, it's, it knocked me down, man. And, I, and then got in the car and left and went back to Wigo. And now, here's the song. <laughs> Oh, no. 
it's time to get serious for uh, Billy Joe Shaver. As he tells a story about, well, his son and people who were on drugs and people you might know. So just listen to the story and uh, then he'll go into the song called uh, Star in My Heart. And then he'll continue that into with Live Forever, one of my favorites. I tell you what, folks, every family and everybody pretty much that I know knows somebody that's on hard drugs. And if you do, would you please send them up here? <laughs> said now it's time for the sinful part of the show he started up a country rocker called the hottest thing in town
Honky Tonk Rock continues as he goes into the song called Sweet Mama. Shepard is also known for singing a lot of a cappella songs in his concerts. Sometimes the band will join him or sometimes he'll just hold them off and just want to sing it by himself. So this next song he did by himself has an a cappella. This song is more like a poem, but he sings it in an a cappella style. You would know love if you fell in it. Billy Joe Shaver then said to the crowd, This is a song that was before any of you guys were born. I guess by then the older crowd had might have left already um, because they stayed for about an hour or so. And then you noticed that most of the crowd were like college age or uh, mid-twenties. It was uh, pretty impressive that the, the age range that he had attending the show there that night. So he went into a song called When the Word Was Thunderbird. the dragon out of the song. Billy Joe left the stage and he went backstage for a rest while the drummer took over with a drum break and then the guitarist and the bass player just started playing and they just drugged this song out. But I would think this song lasted about 15 to 20 minutes. It was just on and on and on. It was something to keep the crowd going so Billy Joe Shaver could go backstage and rest a little while and take it easy before he continued for the, the rest of the show. So I sort of understand it I think it just took too long. After the song ended, though, he said, This is something new from a new album that's coming out. Let's listen to him uh, introduce this next song. It's been that way since the get-go. It's been that way since the get-go. It's been that way since the get-go. 
Billy Joe continued the show with a song called Heart of Texas. He invited a friend to come up on stage to play the harmonica. He said a guy that used to be playing with him, and he said in a band, well, they used to get sick a lot. So listen to the story about this band that he used to be in. Rogan used to be a member of the uh, Can't Hardly Playboys. We were Slim Chance and the Can't Hardly Playboys, and uh, we were very, very popular. And uh, the reason we was popular was because we couldn't hardly play, and, and, we, and we puked a lot. <laughs> We get on stage, we just puke and puke and puke. People come see us puke, pretty soon they start puking too. And it wasn't long before everything was just a puking mess. And uh, Buddy Lee seen us, we'd pull in a whole bunch of people. And Buddy Lee said, man, you got something, Billy. I said, oh, good. He said, I'm going to play you all over the world. I said, okay. And we took off, and, and we played everywhere. We were still puking, just puking in the door. And, uh, and, the women, and the women and the men and everybody just puking. They'd eat, eat that old stuff with grease in it. And just uh, hurl, man. And uh, finally, though, we learned how to play. And uh, then the attendance fell off. People could come and see us go quit puking and all that good stuff. We just learned how to play. <laughs> Anyway, this is Rogie Ray plays it harmonica with us. All right. All right, we'll do the trampoline straight. Joe said another little cute line to introduce this next song. You know, the reason Texas don't fall into the ocean is called Oklahoma sucks. <laughs> and this song is called Oklahoma Wind. Government ain't something you can trust. 
Here's a fun story that Billy Joe Shaver told us about writing this song, Honey Bee. This is about a girl that, she had a red dress on that day, and I was eight years old, and I was a poor boy. Not according to other countries, I'm talking about poor over here. My grandma raised me. I run by her, grabbed her and kissed her, and she fell in the mud puddle. Her, her daddy looked me up in his pickup and run me, run me into a fence and, and, then, and then got out and beat the compound. To my grandma, and I said, Grandma, you know, she said, What'd you do that for? I said, I didn't do it. Another guy done it to me. And I told her about what happened. This guy owned a grocery store, is what it is. And his little girl was all messed up from that mud. And I told my grandma what happened. She said, well, Come on. She grabbed him up a little on that grill skinny, and she said, She takes me up to the grocery store. And I thought, Am I going to have to apologize to that fella, too? Doesn't beat me up. I'm going to apologize. My grandma, she's a college. And I tell you, she's a very strong woman. She went inside the grocery store. She said, you stand right here, little boy. And I did. And she went inside there. And pretty soon she come out dragging that man behind her. And she got out there and they even took pictures, put it in the paper. She'd be that poor man. I mean, he's bleeding and teeth knocked out and everything. I had to pull her off, and she got mad at me and took me home with mine, too. <laughs> anyway, I wrote a song about it. It's called Honeybee. Somebody in the crowd yelled, If you don't love Jesus, and Billy Joe had a reply, because he has a song called If You Don't Love Jesus. Now, I'm not sure if I agree with uh, the way the song is written, but I can't argue about what the meaning is. This is one of those confusing times to me, and he gets everybody in the crowd to sing along as well. So here comes the song, If You Don't Love Jesus. show continued as Billy Joe said, here's something that everybody should be familiar with, and it's called Bottom Dollar. Bottom Dollar, we picked the best of friends. We must have counted on each other a hundred times or more. Oh, in my, oh my, how those eagles fly. He continues with a song called I Couldn't Be Me Without You. I realize now after all those hard times And Lord knows we've had us a few Together 
forever, wherever we are, I couldn't be me without you. Billy Joe Shaver continued his set with Ride Me Down Easy. The wonder of the world. When she was made, she put a shade on Mother Nature's world. She must she just wonder of the world. And ain't no God in Mexico. talking about how he's been all over the world and listen to the story about how good we have it here in the United States of America hey, tell you what, I've been around the world many times and uh, this is it folks. I mean, you think you're poor these people over yonder, when they get poor they die, this is the greatest place on earth I'm telling you, I've been around the world many times this is it, so hang on to it and appreciate it because it is it, this is a song I wrote back in 1972 or three three more songs and that's going to be it he's getting kind of tired i guess but he ought to be a 72 year old man standing on his feet for two and a half hours so the first song as he begins to close out the set of the night is a very good motivational song called try and try again song of the night, Billy Joe Shaver, gives a little testimony here. Listen to what he says before he goes into the song, You Just Can't Beat Jesus Christ. Johnny, folks, God loves you. So don't worry about a thing. Just be yourself and love God. So here we go. You just can't beat Jesus Christ.
night closed out as 70% of the people left. It was a long night. If I hadn't been reporting on the show, I might have left early too. But I kept waiting for some good songs. There's a couple of songs he didn't play that I wanted to hear, which was uh, Freedom's Child. Another one was Get Thee Behind Me, Satan. That's one of my favorites by him. But he did play a couple of my favorites. Uh, like I said earlier, Black Rose, Been to Georgia on a Fast Train, Live Forever, which is probably my favorite song by him. Very good meaning there. As the show's over and he goes backstage, I start going to the backstage area too. And as I uh, open the backstage door and I walk up there and talk to him for a little while, and he just looks at me like, uh, you know, I don't have time. And I understand that. I mean, like I said, it's past 1 o'clock in the morning now. People were wanting to meet with him. He is supposed to do a lot of signings out front. So what he did, we walk out the backstage area back behind the exit in parking lot. Now, to uh, get a visual of this, he's drinking his Red Bull. He kills it and he throws it down on the ground. And then people start coming up to him one at a time, shaking his hand. <laughs> it's really funny. Somebody says, I want to shake your hand. He says, you got two of your own hands. Shake them yourself. And then he goes to another guy, and he's, he recognizes him. He talks for a while, and he says, Are you going to go anywhere tonight? going to go party? And anyway, he goes, No, i got to go around right front and do some business and sign some sign some things for some people. Then he walks on further down. I know it was 20 minutes later, and he still hadn't made it to the front door of the exit inn. He wanted to walk around the block. Man's 72 years old. He didn't want to take the shortcut on the side of the building, go up the side, and, and go in that way. He wanted to walk around the block, get some fresh air, and then come back in. It's pretty amazing, his stamina that he has. What was so funny is a lot of funny stories that he said. What was so fun is that the style of the music, the honky-tonk style, was just a lot of fun. What was so discouraging was a lot of profanity. And what was so confusing was his praising and preaching about Jesus Christ, and then turn around and says the profanity and the, some of the stories that he says. It just doesn't work right. Now, this isn't focused on the family. I'm not trying to make this a religious show or anything. But what I am going to do is say, hey, if you're going to be praising Jesus, don't be using that kind of language on stage. That simply sends out mixed signals who really don't understand the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'm going to read this little scripture here from Colossians 3. This is Colossians 3. Verse 5 through 8. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. That's a simple guideline for Christianity. We're going to slip up, but listen, we don't plan our slip-ups. We make mistakes, but we don't plan our mistakes. He came out there and he just started telling all these stories. He started mouthing about the guy he shot. He said, next time I'll kill the SOB. And that's not Christianity. So I just want to let you know that uh, I want to get that off my chest. That was the most confusing part. The first time I saw him, I loved him. He didn't go through any of this. Now I, I, I can't handle that anymore. So anyway, there's my take on that. If you rate Billy Joe's overall performance, man, there's a lot of... Uh, i got to take a point away for the profanity. i got to take uh, probably half a point away. No, I'm going to take a full point away for the 
dragging on of the 15 to 20 minute instrumental while he was resting because that really bored the crowd and a lot of people left at that time. I would have shortened the set. An hour and 45 minutes would have been plenty. I would have been there on time at 10 o'clock and not 10.30. I loved his harmonica player. I really added a lot to the band. The band was excellent too and they were friendly. The sound was so-so. It wasn't really good. It wasn't really bad. It was just so-so in a club environment, which means that the live clips we got were okay. They weren't really bad. They weren't really good. And if you'd played a couple of other hits, well, you should have played all your hits. I'm a big believer in that. I really liked his interaction with the crowd, so I'm going to keep that up. I would give it a a 6.5. A 6.5 for Billy Joe Shaver. I don't know what... Brian and James gave it. It was so late that I said, I tell you what, guys, James had to leave anyway. Brian was tired. It was after one in the morning, like I said, when we left. I said, I'll take care of this myself. So I'm here doing the uh, review. Send me your comments at concertblast at gmail.com. Also, send me any kind of suggestions you have for our show. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash page. And all four of us have our individual Facebook pages. You can get on ConcertBlast.com and find those links. So without anything else to say, I would have to say thank you for listening. And on behalf of Brian, James, Tom, and myself, until next time, God bless you, everybody. I want to thank you for letting me be myself again. I didn't get it. My voice is too rough right now. (laughs)